0: to on the road with mike and andy the number one australian weekly trucking podcast made for aussie truckies by aussie truckies we're here to bring an independent voice to truckies right around australia so please do us a favor listen in on your favorite podcast platform hit like and subscribe leave a comment and don't forget to tell your mates about us On the Road is brought to you by NTI, Australia's leading transport and logistics insurer. Visit the website at nti.com.au. G'day and welcome back to episode 74 of On the Road. On the show this week, Mike has an eye-opening chat with truckie and founder of Turbines for Australia, Amar Singh. Together they look for answers to a rather sensitive issue that's causing a lot of unfair and unnecessary stress to some of our brother truckies. I'm joined by Aussie music sensation Suze Dorahy, who shares the story behind her hauntingly beautiful song and later single, Tell You. Ben Charles, or Charlie as he's known on the radio now, is back with more tax advice and wake the truck up. Mike looks at a concerning issue for truckies that's sadly becoming far too common. There's all the latest from the on-the-road newsroom. Add to that Sue's Dorahy's new single and a golden oldie from Aussie music legend Richard Clapton. Well, can all this be squeezed into just one hour? We nearly did, but not
1: quite. So, let's get this show on the road! Yes, get over there!
2: G'day, I'm Yogi from Outback Chuckers. And when I'm on the road, we're always on the road doing stuff out on the road. But when we're on the road, we're listening <laughs> to the big rigs on the road.
3: Right? <laughs> this is Simon Smith here from the Australian Big Rig Radio Rocho.com. Truck and Radio is what we do across Australia 24-7. Loads of truck and classics every hour. If you'd like to drop us a line, love to hear from you at some stage. Our email address, bigrigradio at yahoo.com.au. Catch it down the road and take it steady out there. The Australian Big Rig Radio Our featured
0: music artist this week is Suze Dorahy. Her story is one of triumph over adversity. When recovering from a debilitating illness, Suze locked herself away and used her music as a form of therapy and escape. She spent that time crafting a host of new songs, and the time was clearly well spent when she was invited to travel to Tamworth to play with the group The Wayward Henrys. Now Catherine Britt, Aussie country superstar, heard her songs and was so blown away by them, she signed Suze to her independent label, Beverly Hillbilly Records. Since then, Suze has truly emerged as a singer-songwriter of remarkable strength and presence. Joining us to talk about her career and her brand new single, Tell You, here's the chat I had with the delightful Suze Dorahy. Hi Suze, thanks for joining us on the road. Welcome to the show.
4: Thanks for having me. Thanks so much.
0: Our pleasure. It was a real career breakthrough for you when the wonderful Catherine Britt took you under her wing and signed you up to her record label. How did that all come about?
4: Well, it came about Catherine produced my EP, my latest EP, Mm. and we just worked so well together and she's an amazingly talented woman, as you know. But she's such a genius in the studio and how she produces what she can see and hear in the music. Mm. We had a lot of conversations before we went into the studio and we talked about, you know, where I sort of came from and what my influences were and she just got it straight away, you know, and Catherine just worked a magic with my music and like I said, we just worked so well together in the studio and the end product of the EP was something that certainly blew me away and then Catherine signed me to her label and so that's the very short version of it. Yeah. And that just sort of blew me away even more, the fact that she was willing and backed me and supported my music enough to sign me to the label.
0: Yeah, it was meant to be.
4: Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. So songwriters find their inspiration, their mojo, if you like, in many different places. What inspires you when you're writing? Where do you draw your inspiration from?
4: I think for me, when I first started songwriting, I was in a pretty bad place, as you've outlined in the intro, and I just didn't want to talk to anybody. Mm. I didn't really want to have a conversation about what I was going through and some of the struggles that I was having. So for me, it was so much easier to just write it in song. Yeah. And so the inspiration for all of my music is my own story. Mm. And to put that into words with a guitar, you know, that's what inspires me. And that's where my music is. It's all my story, whether it's recent or past, but that's where my inspiration comes from. and More recently I've written a few more new songs but I've been able to expand a little bit more and be a little bit more relatable to others Mm. and put words into song from others' experiences and things like that. But it's mostly me. It's mostly my story.
0: Yeah. Yeah. From personal experience myself. Doing that can be really quite therapeutic, quite cathartic, can't it?
4: Oh, absolutely. And, you know, it's an amazing process because I start something because I've got something on my mind or For example, I had a song that I wrote a couple of years ago and I was in Sydney and I had not a good day and obviously a few things had sort of not went well and Mm. by the time I'd driven home, I literally had the song written in my head. I walked in the door, I picked up the guitar and I wrote the song and I think it took me about 15 minutes. Yeah. It was just all feelings, thoughts, emotions and at the end of it, it was exactly that. It was like a therapy session. You know, I've got it down. Some people write journals. Some people talk, yeah. but it's therapy for
0: me, yeah. You've got to love those ones that just come to you and then just pour out. Yeah. Now, you recently released your new single, wonderful song titled Tell You. My partner in crime here and my co-host Mike absolutely loves that song and he keeps playing it over and over in the truck. <laughs> so when he knew I was going to be talking to you today, he said, that song is so deep. Can you please ask Suze what's the story behind the song if
4: it's not too personal to ask? Of course, yes. It is a deep song. And thanks, Mike, for picking that up. That's great. And for loving the song. (laughs) Look, it is a deep song. And I think probably the best way to describe it, I found myself in a relationship, friendship sort of situation with someone that was very close and who I thought was very close. And I was ready to share a lot of myself with that person, you know, share my story and my soul and just sort of have that level of trust and a few things happened, a turn of events changed and a few things come out of the woodwork and it just turns out that the person didn't end up being the true person that I thought they were.
5: Yeah.
4: I hadn't shared myself as much as I wanted to at that point and then I realised true colours were shown. Yeah. And to be honest, you know, I dodged a bullet. It hurt me at the time, but that's what the song was about. It's just about taking that sort of hit, thinking that you know someone, thinking that you can trust someone thinking that you've got a really close relationship with someone and then you find out that they're just not the person that you thought they were. And Mm. the end of the song, I think, spells that out, that I never got to say it and I never got to share and I'm really glad that I didn't. That's what the song's about, essentially.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's part of the magic of it, beyond being just a really lovely song to listen to. Thank you. That story is so relatable, I'm sure, to so many people. Yeah. We know where you're coming from.
4: Yeah, and, you know, we've all been through it and we'll all continue to go through it. That's what it's about, and it was pretty deep. But, yeah, I'm proud of that song.
0: Yeah. I'm really proud of it. As well you should be. Mm-hmm. Now, Suzy, if our listeners would like to know more about you and your music, where can they go to find that information?
4: I've got a website, Suzy Dorohee Music, and i have also on socials as Suzy Dorohy on Instagram and Facebook, and I've got my music up on YouTube, Suze Dorohy once again. So if anybody wants to reach out, I'd love to connect with anybody that loves my music. That's the most privileged thing that people want to hear your music and reach out. Yeah. So, yeah, that's where I can be found. Mm -hmm.
0: Wonderful. Now, it's been a really disruptive past year or two, but with things starting to open up again around the country, well, are they? Yeah. (laughs) Maybe. How are things looking for you in 2022? Have you got a lot planned?
4: Yeah, look, things are looking pretty good. Been really lucky enough to jump on two of Catherine Britt's weekends for the Bush Pubs Tour. Great. We're hitting the road, I think, next weekend if if things go ahead, early February. So that'll be a really exciting time for me because that's something that, again, next level. Yeah. To be able to sort of go and play a few songs on the Bush Pubs Tour. Hmm. Got a couple of local gigs lined up in Newcastle and Central Coast. And then, of course, Tamworth Country Music Festival, if and when it happens in April, fingers crossed.
0: Absolutely, yeah.
4: Yeah, and then just some local shows and a lot more songwriting, of course, and perhaps some collaboration with Catherine. I'd really like to maybe think down the track we could write a song or two together for the next album would be great.
0: Mm.
4: I think it's a pretty exciting year for me.
0: Yeah, sounds great. Well, hopefully at some stage you'll find your way up to Brisbane and we can catch up.
4: That would be amazing. I would love to.
0: Our special guest artist today has been singer-songwriter Suze Dorohy. Many thanks for coming out to play On The Road With Us, Suze.
4: Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure to talk to you.
0: All that's left for us to do is play your wonderful new song. Would you like to introduce it for us, please?
4: I would love to. This is my new song, Suze Dorohy, Tell You.
0: Cheers, Suze.
4: Thank you so much.
5: you I want to tell you I want to tell you Tell you.
6: This week, I've got Amar Singh with me. Now, Amar is the guy behind Turbans for Australia. It's a great big charity that's done a heck of a lot of work inside this great country of ours, helping out people in need, particularly over the last couple of years. He's also a truck driver. Today, we're not going to be talking about Turbans for Australia. He talked about that with Andy on a previous show. We're going to talk about something that's happening in the industry that both Amar and I want to call out, and that is the crap that's going on on social media and some of the unsafe and stupid practices that people are engaging in on the highways. So it's a delicate conversation. We both know this, but it needs to be addressed. Armar, um, welcome to the show, mate. How are you going?
2: Thank you, Mike. Yeah, pretty well, mate. Nice and warm one today in Sydney. Yep. But you know what it is. Finally, summer's arrived.
6: Maybe summer has arrived. I washed the truck yesterday, mate, so maybe I might have it clean for a few days.
2: Yeah,
6: totally. I mean, normally when you wash
2: something, car or truck, and next
6: day I race. That's right. <laughs> now, like you, I've been keeping up with what's going on on social media, and I know that there's a few Facebook pages. For example, there's one there called Oz Wide Spotter. I know about. Mm-hmm. Some of the things I've seen on some of these pages absolutely make me shake my head in disbelief that people can get around with some of the attitudes. Some of the things that are said perhaps behind the screen of anonymity that people think they have on social media are quite disgusting. And then there's the crap that's happening out on the highway, mate. You contacted me the other day and said you needed to talk about this, and I agree. So where are you at, mate? What are you seeing?
2: Honestly speaking, Mike, we have to recognize the fact that there are mistakes and errors done on both sides, right? I'm not going to stick up on my people because I believe everyone is my people, right? We live in Australia. It's our country. I've been here 24 years nearly. Yeah. And I wouldn't call any other place home. And for some person online, without a face, bloody go back where you came from. Yeah. We're not going to go back where we came from. Mate. We've got kids here. I've got a child that's buried here. We've had a stillborn. So this is home for us, mate. You know, we've got alliances here. We've got friends here. We've got family here. But that notion is out of the question. Mm. The point is, a lot of the new young drivers that are coming into the industry, are more prone to the wrong behavior. Mm. Part of the problem is our trucking license. And I've said this before as well. Oh, yep. You know, yep. I've been to a parliamentary inquiry and I said, how can you have an automatic uh, synchro and a road ranger on two categories? Yeah. Driving a D for dumb, automatic, and then a synchro, ADS split shift, a totally different ballgame. Yep. You've got to have three different licenses. And somewhere along the line, the, the licensing regime has to change I might be burning some bridges here, but I'm okay with that. <laughs> At the end of the day, anybody that is unsafe on the road will kill your family or mine or kill me or you yep. without even knowing it's their friend or whoever traveling in that car next to them. Yep. So we need to address that issue. But the way of doing that is the underlying values we follow as Australian basic of mateship and say, hey, mate, look, this is wrong. This is the right way it's done. That is not happening. All we are doing now is pulling out a camera. Oh, you, Muppet, you, this, you, that, all the main polling, taking our job. Nobody can take your job. Right now, the scarcity of drivers and employees, if anybody wants a job, if anybody is fit and able-bodied, they have a job. People who want to work, they are working their backsides off. If it wasn't for trucking, Australia would have stopped during the pandemic.
6: Well, let's just drive.
2: Let's get together. You know, look at the great values we add to this economy, to this country. Keep the food on the table for people and keep the supermarket shelf full. But where is all this negativity coming in from, mate? Nobody is going to take over your business. I mean, it's natural. You're going to have people from different ethnicities, backgrounds coming into the country, and things are going to change. New people are going to acquire businesses. Old people are going to move out. That is part of life. That's a life circle. You can't say that this is not to happen. It's eroding our values. This is what I find really wrong.
6: Mm. Well, you've yet to say anything there I really disagree with terribly much. You know i drive up and down the road every day and and see what's going on as you say there are people from all over the place that make their fair share of mistakes i unfortunately see some of the mistakes that are made by shall we say people from the subcontinent who get called out in excess i think of what they're doing i've never heard anyone complain about the work ethic of foreign drivers I've never heard anyone complain that they're having road rage incidents and getting stuck into people at traffic lights and things like that. I've never heard any of that. In fact, I've heard people like Finamores tell me that the drivers that they employ are diligent workers that turn up on time and do their best to do their job, and that's what they want. I find it very, very difficult to understand what's going on. Having said that, I will say this. There is a fair amount of stupidity out there, mate, from both sides. It's not a one-way street. There are some issues that I would point out to you if you'd care to hear them.
2: Oh Mate, I'm all ears. i tell you, I'm all ears.
6: Well, the hard part, I think, for some guys is that, like you say, you cannot blame the drivers. I, too, blame the licensing system. The licensing system is thoroughly wrong, and we do need to have some revision and some changes there, and I'm looking forward to helping that happen down the track. But I don't want to sound racist because I shared a truck with an Indian guy for six months when I was working for GKR running the paddock. Right. And he was one of the best two-up partners I ever had. Mm-hmm. Apart from the fact that he liked to speak to his family in Hindi. <laughs> wasn't hard to deal with, but it was just the way it was. I mean, that's the language his family spoke. I had to deal with that, but it wasn't hard to deal with because I knew this bloke could actually drive a truck. He was a good bloke. Mm. Harry, his name was. Harry, if you're out there, mate, and you're listening, good day, how are ya? Give me a call. <laughs> But he set me up, he played some great practical jokes. He was a hell of a character, he really was. And I liked him a lot. Having said that, there are some guys out there that, you know, they don't talk on the UHF and some people find that a little bit hard to deal with. There is a little bit of crazy driving that seems to happen sometimes. I think that's because people don't communicate with each other very well. I think that the first port of call for a lot of my ethnic colleagues is to be abusive and derisive rather than to hold out that hand of friendship that you were talking about and say, mate, this is the way it could be done. I think there's a bit of a cultural divide, and I don't think either of us know how to get past it.
2: Well, the only way past it is to shake hands and mm. say, let's do it together. Yeah, I agree. You and me and can sit here for the podcast for the rest of our lives. Yep. People aren't going to change. What we need is cultural change within the industry. Yes. So we need to learn to accept and work together. Yeah. Nobody is here to take anybody's job. No, that's right. I mean, for somebody that goes out and buys a truck today, mm. they have the same requirements. They've got to pay for the same fuel. They've got to pay for the same road. They're going to be making the same sort of money. So everyone is in the same boat. We're all struggling together. I mean, my trucks were parked up for nearly two and a half months.
7: Yeah.
2: I'm in Tipper's in construction industry, so we got parked up, and it is what it is. You know, you lose money, and yet you're dealing with all these racist, abusive, intolerant pictures, Mm. editing. I mean, even my photo has been flashed around so many times on social media. One of the guys picked up a photo from my Facebook profile with my two kids in it, Mm. and he made a comment about my kids as well.
6: Mm. Unacceptable.
2: So these are sort of people are our neighbours, the people that our kids go to school with, mm. the people that we deal with at business. I mean, this is appalling, mate. Mm. People are punching way below the belt. Yeah. But I will recognise there needs to be a lot of education on both ends. Yeah. To say learn to accept others, mate. When you see a driver, pull up, have a chat. English is only a way to communicate. It doesn't show your intellect. Yes. Right? So it's a language spoken. I mean, you've got to look at the other side. Some of these drivers out there, or most of them, I would say, probably hold multiple uni degrees. Yeah. Just because they can't speak in the Australian accent, it doesn't mean they don't know how to speak. Yeah, that's right. When I first came here, I came from an English medium school. I went to like a Catholic school in India, right? And I couldn't speak English because it wasn't something we did regularly. Yeah. But I could still write better than anyone else. Mm. So everyone has their qualities and something they need to adapt and learn. Yep. But I think really we need to start an education campaign. Because one day something's going to go very wrong. We're going to have truck drivers at each other at a highway and somebody's going to be hurt. People are going to lose their businesses. People are going to lose their life. I mean, we had the guy in South Australia that used a photo of a guy who was in the Port Augusta election. Yeah. And then he lost his work. Yeah, I saw that. I mean, I feel sorry for the guy as well, but did you really need to go that far?
6: That there is an incident that we can talk about. Sure. We'll just take a quick break so we can hear from our sponsors and we'll come back to that because that issue that you're talking about highlights the whole problem. We'll come back in a minute.
0: There's nothing more devastating for a truck operator than to be involved in a serious road incident. We've all seen the impact of heavy vehicle accidents and at these times, when people are most vulnerable, it's critical that they have immediate support from a strong, stable, reliable and experienced organisation. For more information, visit the website at nti.com.au or go to the NTI Facebook page.
6: All right, we're back. I've got Amar Singh, the man behind Turbans for Australia and a well-known truck driver with me. We're talking about the issues that we're having with the communication between particularly drivers from the subcontinent and so-called Australians who are supposed to give people a fair go that can't seem to manage it, which disgusts me. We mentioned before the break a bloke who was a fuel carter in South Australia. Now, I saw the video that Amar is talking about. And when I first saw it, I thought to myself, "Dear, dear, there's nothing funny about this. Nothing funny. What this bloke had done... There was an Indian gentleman standing for election, I believe it was council in uh, South Australia. Yep. And he'd taken one of the core flute boards and cut it out and sat a high-vis shirt on it, sat it in the passenger seat of his truck and basically hurled racist epithets towards it and derisive comments and things like that. Now, I don't recall the actual words of it, and I hope you can't find the bloody video if you go looking for it because it really was disgusting. It cost this bloke his work. For me, there's no place in Australia for that sort of thing. I'll get off my soapbox about that now. That man disgusted me. Mm. And that's the problem. That's the sort of shit that's happening and that's the sort of shit that Amar and I are talking about. It's got to stop.
2: I agree with you fully there, mate. It has to stop. And some of the stuff people are doing, they spot a truck with an Indian driver on They start pulling out the camera. Yeah, I've got tons and tons of videos of people driving rigs and pulling out their phone. Yeah. If you're so professional, <laughs> what the heck are you doing pulling out your own phone? <laughs> I saw on the Road Trains Australia page, Yeah, it was one of their admins. Yeah. She was having to go two v double drivers. They were probably in the wrong. I'm not sure what happened. But anyway, look, let's stack it up. Yeah. As a driver, as a mother of two or three kids they were in the car, what was that woman thinking? I'm sorry, she must have been furious about the girl, I think, wetting her pants because they couldn't stop or whatever they did. Well, as truckies we all know, we're lane sharing trying to take a left and somebody goes up the left of us. Yeah. We're driving up a slow hill, no fault of our own, just the bloody thing is loaded too much. And it's slow. It goes goes uphill slow. Yeah. And you've got somebody overtaking in the left on the shoulder in the dead lane. Yeah. So who knows what happened there. But this sort of behavior is really wrong. We're putting lives at risk. I've heard stories in the last three, four weeks since I started this campaign. Actually, I said, look, something's got to be done about this. I've had tons of phone calls in the last two years of people just mentally frustrated. Yeah. People who've left the industry. People who said Australia is a racist country. Yeah. And I'm going to disagree with you on that to say they're Indians or they're Australians. I think we're all Australians, mate. You're right?
6: Yeah, I agree. You're right. I'm happy for you to say that. I really am. Yep. Just trying to identify, I suppose...
2: Um, you know, look, yeah. People from different backgrounds and faith, what are rules, and some people don't even have any faith.
6: No, you're right,
2: 100%. The issue that is here on hand is the racism and the bullying of truck drivers. I've heard of a young couple who drive a tour. Yep. They were stopped at a rest area. Somebody was stopped there as well, another driver. He picked up a handful of dirt and threw it in the cab. Why would you do that? That's insane. Is this what you call true blue trucking. I've heard of people walking out of service station and somebody pulled the airlines. Somebody pulled their pin. Yeah, I've
6: heard of that sh- too.
2: Mate, this is criminal stuff. This is criminal stuff.
6: Yeah, it's wrong. It's wrong. It's unsafe. It's creating a danger that shouldn't exist. You do not mess with other people's gear. I agree
2: 100%. This is completely wrong. And let me give you a bit of history, mate. I'm not sure if you've had a chat about this before. Mm. Sikhs landed here in the first fleet. Yep. We were exempt from the White Australia policy. Let's go back into history. Yep. Sikhs have been card as hawkers from day one. They used to use little horse carts to go around country Victoria, New South Wales and the rest to sell stuff to farmers and whatnot. Mm. Our people during World War One, under the Australian Imperial Forces, 16 of our people back in the day who came in for a better life, promised by the British, yep. volunteered to go fight in the war. This is not the Indian Army, the Sikh Regiment that actually came in from India under the British. This is 16 people from Australia who came in for a better life. They put their hand up to say, look, the war is on. We're going to go and help. So should they be forgotten? Those are the same turbulent wearing people. Every day we've had women who are sexually harassed. We've got women who are inboxed or horn and whatnot. This is getting so troublesome to the point where somebody is actually gonna lose it. Yeah. And somebody's gonna get really hurt and that is gonna be a very bad day for the industry, mate.
7: Yeah, now it is.
2: Somebody's gonna end up in the courts, in jail, they're gonna lose their family, they're gonna lose their business. This is not what Australia is about.
6: Yeah. Well, you're right. I can tell you now. If I caught someone messing with my gear on the side of the road, pulling a bloody pin or cutting airlines or something, and I caught them doing it, they'd have a problem, no matter where they're from. Mm. And if someone inboxed my wife with porn and I found out who it was, he would have a real problem, let me tell you.
2: Yeah. This is what we face, mate. This is what we face, And this is where it's heading right now. Mm. I'm absolutely sick of it. Yeah. From our guys as well. I pointed out, don't be TikTok truckies. Yeah. You want to make a video? Let stop on the side of the highway. I love my rigs. Yeah, you want to post a photo? Post a ton. Who cares? Do it safely. Yeah, don't drive around making videos and whatnot. That is stupid behaviour. I'm actually looking at making video material in that educate new drivers to what is safe, what is not safe. Yeah, if my time is worth saving one life on the road, yeah, it's well worth it. Mate, it's paid itself off.
6: I agree with you. How about this? I'll make you an offer. Yeah, why don't you and I together? Yeah, start a Facebook page or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know what we'll call it. Bringing us together. or something anything mate you can make some videos i'll make some videos and we'll see what we can do what do you think
2: mate anything look i am the sort of person who'll talk to anybody on the street yep anybody that wants to have a chat i'll have a chat with them about discussing issues right yeah but the only way forward is together
6: that's right i agree
2: there can be no us and them there can be no skin color no religion nothing mate people that i work with our kids go to school together. Mm. Our wives might see each other at the park for the kids' sports. Yeah, I mean, this is our communities we're affecting, really. That's right. So you telling me if I drive a truck, you're going to hate me because I'm Indian? Yeah. Or you think I'm Indian, but I've been here since I was 15. Yeah. Only because I wear a turban. Yeah. So a lot of people have had a go at me, yeah. thinking that I can't talk. When I talk back, oh boy, they're run.
6: <laughs> well, you sound like an Aussie to me, mate.
2: Mate, I'm telling you, I actually was training a driver in Wollongong, and this is actually a recorded interview with Ray Hadley on his show as well.
6: Yeah.
2: I got called a terrorist. Really? The guy knew my driver that I was training, who wasn't actually even an Indian, he was actually a Muslim, right? Yeah. And he said, oh, who's this guy? Uh, he goes, oh, he's my boss. He goes, he looks like a terrorist. And I went, I heard that other mate, you're right. Yeah. Have your cigarette and go back to whatever you're doing. Yeah. Probably be more useful in there than you are out here.
7: Yeah.
2: Oh, I'm sorry, buddy, I'm sorry. Yeah. They just think it's a cheap joke. Yeah, mate. Only reason our guys smile and walk away is because they got a lot at stake. But don't misuse that. Yeah, they're respectful in our culture. Anybody that's older than you, we don't even look in their eyes, mate. You know, we're we talking a humble tone. Yeah. But these people are actually changing the culture. Our women are being harassed. Yeah. People are being threatened. This is not on. This is just not on. Something's got to be done about it. If you look at the Australian culture, the work culture I'm talking about here. You talk about mental health, driver well-being. Yes. Where the hell is all of that now? Yeah. Where the hell is it, mate? I mean, tell me. I agree. All of these drivers working for companies are getting abused left, right, and center, yeah. and nothing's been done about it.
6: Well, when you think about it, mate, the reason why they're not answering on the UHF is because they've probably got sick of it and turned the bloody thing off so they don't have to listen to the crap.
2: That's right. I've had the same thing too, mate. <laughs> I've been on the highway. Yeah. People trying to drive me out of my lane or people yelling abuse on the on the radio because I have it on. Yeah. That's what people don't. The other thing I want to acknowledge here as well, that's been raised to me. Some of our guys will play Punjabi music on there, which is wrong. Mm. We're going to work on these things together because this us and them mentality is what is creating the divide even further.
6: Oh, I agree, mate. At the end of the day, all of us are here together. All we're doing is we're trying to go to work, make a few bucks, feed our families, put a roof over our head, and we're all doing the same thing. Mm. And as you say, we're all just trying to get by in life. We may have different skin color. We may have different religious beliefs. I respect what you've done in the community. There are far too many people out here that don't walk the walk. You walk the walk, mate. You really do. And I respect what you've done, and you should be proud of what you've done. And uh, I also respect the fact that you're willing to come on and have a conversation and try and get a message out there to everyone. Let's reach across the divide and shake each other's hand.
2: Thank you for those kind words, mate. Well, I'm just an average bloke trying to raise a family, trying to pay my bills, trying to do something better for our country, our community, our society.
7: Yeah.
2: I believe, simple thing, if I can't do anything to fix it, then why should I complain? Yeah. So I do my bit, be it in a charity, in trucking, in whatever I can. Yeah. I talk to people. I mean, my phone goes off the hook. We've actually held a couple of meetings over Zoom as well in the last week, mm-hmm. trying to get the people together to say, look, this is what we need to do as a community. And I want to go as far as say, look, we should have a, a little joint get-together. Yeah. Something that's culturally appropriate, no alcohol or whatever, right? Have a barbecue. Yeah. Put people together. Have a talk. Have a yarn. You know, this is what it's all about, man. We call it have a chat. Yeah. Have a chat and talk about these things and see how we can work. My last live in this spotter group was really useful. Mm. I had many people reach out to me because I know that so many wonderful truckies just want to do their job. They want to meet new people. They want to know about the other drivers and say, mate, I don't know what you're concerned about or how you do things. They want to have a chat. We need to be together in that aspect. Bring it better. If we can all stick together, because the issues are going to affect you be it the fines on your logbook or the issues with load restraint and whatnot in trucking are going to affect every driver, no matter what ethnicity or background you're from.
6: Yeah, that's right. Your fines aren't different to mine, mate.
2: (laughs) That's right, mate. I mean, they'll all get bloody same tickets. Yeah. So we've got to work together, and I think I really love the idea of doing something together. Yeah. Look, let's sit down maybe over a coffee and work out a couple of ideas and see what we can put together. Yeah. Because I can tell you something needs to be done about this now They're actually even picking out people from our religious history and misusing their photo. That's a really delicate part. It's really fragile.
6: That's wrong. That's wrong, mate. We can't have that.
2: And I hate to see how much hate is actually going on. This makes me sick. Yeah. I mean, I am sick, but it makes me sick with another word, you know? Yeah,
6: yeah. I'm hearing you, mate. It disgusts me.
2: Yeah.
6: You just hear it and you just see it, and it just makes you feel uncomfortable. That's right. You know, I've been standing in roadhouses and I've heard some pretty horrible things. I perhaps should say to people, you know, pull your head in, Cobb. Yeah. He doesn't need to hear that from you. I haven't said that, and I think I'm going to start saying it because I'm sick of it. You're right. Yeah. Can't let it go anymore.
2: It's the standard you walk past. It's the standard you accept. Yeah. If you're accepting somebody else picking on another driver, no matter what background they're from. Yeah. I mean, there's plenty of other drivers from different backgrounds, right? Mm. If you are letting them pick on one community today, one type of people today one type of Australians today, they're going to be picking on the others tomorrow. Yeah. They're going to be picking on women. I mean, how can this bullying behavior be accepted as norm in this industry in 2022? Yeah. After we've been through the bloody bushfires, the pandemic, the flood, everything, life has thrown at us. Mm. We should be more coming out united. They say, let's fall over and stop somebody. Yeah. But now nah, we're going the opposite way, man. We're waiting for a tragedy to happen mm. so we can get our 30 seconds of fame online. Yeah. It is really wrong. It's really sickening, and I think we need to get together. We need to ask the big transport companies to come together Yeah. to say how we can address this better because people are going to walk away from trucks. People are not going to be there. This is not something that you go through. You need to get a degree. This is something that you drive as a passion. Yeah. If you kill the passion, you're going to kill the industry, no matter what.
6: 100%, mate. Mm. Thanks for coming on the show and having the chat with us, mate. You and I will get together and have a coffee. We'll work that out. I think we should do something because we're better together.
2: Mate, definitely thank you for those golden words. We are better together. Good on you, mate. You know what? That is going to be the name of our page.
6: I love it. Let's do it.
2: There you go. You just throw it out there, mate. Yeah. Just a humble request to all truckies, right? No matter if you need a rice and curry or a pie or dining or whatever the hell you do, <laughs> please be safe on the roads. Be nice to each other. Yeah. We don't need this animosity. We don't need this hatred amongst all of us. And this has got to stop today, right now. Shake somebody's hand. Say good day to someone. That's what it takes. That's our culture here. Yeah. So thank you, Mike. I really love being on the show with you, mate. And thank you, your sponsor, for making it happen. Yeah. Let's do something about it. No, we will. Right?
6: We're better together. Let's make it happen.
2: That's it. We are better together. All right. Thank you, mate. Flawyer.
6: So that was Amar Singh I was talking to, the man behind Turbans for Australia, truck driver, and a very, very busy guy. Something else you might not know about him. He won an award on Australia Day, and he was an ambassador for Australia on Australia Day. The man's an Australian. We need to get together. We need to have a chat. We're better together. Amar and I are going to do something about it.
1: Kermie here from Trucking with Kermie. I listen to On the Road podcast every week on the Australian
0: Big Rigs Road Show. And when that's done, you might like to pop over to Trucking with Kermie on Facebook for my take
3: on trucking and the people who make the industry what it is. Catch you over there. And in the meantime, take care of you.
1: Line number one, you're supposed to have it all together. And when they
5: ask how you doing, just smile and tell them, never better.
0: We just wanted to stop by for a moment and say, g'day, how are you? No, I mean, how are you, really? Physical and mental health is a significant issue for the Australian road transport and logistics industries. Risk factors like long hours, workplace isolation, pressure to meet deadline deliveries and the need for continual alertness all contribute to making us vulnerable to physical and mental health issues. As much as it might feel that way sometimes, you are not alone. There are some incredible people and organisations in our industry whose sole focus is on helping you to stay healthy in body, mind and spirit. All these numbers and addresses are listed on our website at ontheroadpodcast.com.au. Take care of yourselves. We really just want to see everyone get home safe and well.
1: Oh, am I the only one who says I'm fine? Yeah, I'm fine. Oh, I'm fine. hey, I'm fine. But I'm not. So let the
2: truth be told. Hey, guys. Hi, guys. This is Sorry about it. All, I'll, I'll do a count, bro, okay? <laughs> this yeah. is hard. Yeah.
6: One, two, three. Hey guys. Hi right,
1: guys. This is Michael Kemp, Kemp and you're and listening to On the Road, road with Mike and Mike Andy. And Andy. <laughs> got a letter from the IRS saying your tax return is a terrible mess. Well, I ain't
0: got... It's time for wake the truck up with Ben Charles, the truckie's tax
3: accounting specialist.
1: As soon as I get paid
3: Thanks, Andy and Mike. Hi, I'm Charlie on Triple M, and I represent Truckies Tax Accountants, Australia's number one Truckies Tax Specialist. I'm here and on Triple M night shift each week, working hard for hardworking Aussie Truckies to help them wake the truck up so they can recover more refunds from returns they've lodged and bigger, safer, easier refunds from 2022 and onwards. Since episode 45 and then weekly from 58 onwards, I have been covering the essential truckies to do tax tips to help truckies get bigger, safer, extra and easier tax refunds. So be sure to listen to them all or call me free one 300 511 24 hours a day. We know truckies, so our team is waiting for your call all day long. This week, I want to talk about how to keep your costs down. But before I do, I want to hope you've listened to me this morning on Night Shift with Triple M and Luke Bonner, where I gave Mick, the Oz Trucker, and of course, On the Road podcast, a big plug. I also talked to some of the 300 callers. Yes, it's gone nuts. And I'm so pleased to see you guys are listening and thirsty for more tips about how to make your refund bigger, safer, i.e. audit proof, easier, and indeed cheaper. Today, on this show, I wanna talk about how to keep the cost down. We always guarantee you the most money regardless, but it's even better if you get even more. And before I do, more good news. We're in discussions with Commonwealth Bank to start issuing branded truckie tax cards. That's when we reach reached 40,000, so little way to go. Our goal is to get to a point where, rather than instructing you on how to create your dedicated tax receipts email and get a tax bank account, AKA the tax mother trucky card, We'll do it all for you remember the dedicated card and email address ensure a bigger safer cheaper refund as you will pay for everything with the tax mother trucker card ask for the tax receipt photograph the tax receipt with your phone and text that photograph to the tax receipt email which you have saved in a contact called AAA tax receipts so rather than instructing you we'll set it all up we'll set up the email address and send it to you and you'll save it on your phone under AAA tax Receipts and we'll have you pop into a Commonwealth Bank branch, fill out the forms where you'll get a tax trucker card. Okay, on to how to save costs. Remember with the free and easy method that all your expenses will be listed on the dedicated bank statement, and all the related photographs of the tax receipts will be listed in the same order in the dedicated tax receipts email inbox. So regardless of who sets up the receipts, email and bank card, you'll be able to keep a good eye on both. And then each year, We recommend you go through your bank statements and mark up each amount as either car, travel, clothes, telephone, PPE, tools, license, union, other expenses, donations. Don't worry, we can do all this for you. If you say, I can't be trucked, we'll take care of it. But if you want to save money, then you and your wife could do that for you. And if you come across an amount in the bank statement you can't identify, simply look at the matching tax receipt in the email inbox and it will tell you exactly what it was. The other thing you can do is make sure with your logbook, 12 weeks once every five years, that you are able to tell us the opening odometer on day one, the closing odometer on day 84, i.e. the end of 12 weeks, and the total work kilometers in those 12 weeks. Again, if you say truck it, I want you to do it all. We still do it and we still guarantee you'll make the most money from our service. Remember, we're always keen to receive your questions and topics and anything you'd like to ask on this show and on Triple M's Night Shift or call me directly on one 151 Also remember, all I do is care and share the information that is readily available at the ATO, 132861 861 or ato.gov.au. And I do so because no other mother trucker has been bothered. So wake the truck up now. It's free to listen, learn, and call. Until next week, I'm Charlie, Australia's number one truckies tax accountant. Keep it safe out there.
1: Soon as I Yeah, soon as I
2: get paid. Hi, this is Colin Millie, and you're listening to On the Road with Mike and Andy.
0: For all the latest industry news, go to www.bigrigs.com.au. Hey Mike, now I know we promised we were going to steer away from all things COVID-related. Yeah, I know. But it seems nearly everything on the news relates to it in one way or another. It's the gift that keeps on giving, eh? I've
6: got my Bexie out already anyway, it's sitting on the dashboard.
0: Oh, good. <laughs> you can lay your seat back and have a good lie down.
6: Might have to, mate. Yeah. I might have to. Get reclined.
0: Yes. Well, mate, before we kick off, a word of advice for all the married men out there.
6: Righto. Eh?
0: If your wife turns to your smiles and thanks you for the lovely neck massage, mm. don't go and spoil it like I did by saying it's not a massage. I'm looking for your autocorrect button so I can disable it. <laughs> <laughs> it was one of those things it just sounded funny in my head before I said it
6: out loud. <laughs> yeah, no, don't, don't do that. And if she looks at you and says, that's right, dear, shut up. Don't do it We've got
0: a lot to get through this week, mate. So, with the convoy to Canberra well underway, mm. the crowdfunding website GoFundMe have frozen the 170000 already raised, yep. claiming they have concerns as to how the money will be spent.
6: That's right. They've always got concerns about how you're going to spend the money when you're going to have a bit of a protest. Now, listen, a couple of quick things about this. Hmm. I have had several phone calls this week from various mainstream media places where I used to talk, wanting to ask me about the convoy to Canberra. Yep. They've said to me, Nick, are you involved in this? And I categorically say to you, I am not involved in any of it. I've not been approached by the organisers to be involved in it. There have been statements from people who I know well, like Tony Fulton, Trevor Warner and others who have also said that they're not involved in it. So uh, it's not a truckies' convoy, and to call it a truckies' convoy or protest is just plain inaccurate. In fact, I've had a guy on the ground there, shout out to old mate Cowboy in Canberra. He's been sending me pictures, mate, and I think I've got a total of about five trucks, and they're all horse floats with stickers on them. I put the pictures up on Twitter there before. A lot of people in utes with stuff written on their windows with those white marker pens and all that sort of stuff. And look, I support what they're doing. I really do. Yep. I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I'm an anti mandator And uh, I had a bit of a chat with James Graham about his using the words anti-vaccination protesters gathered in front of Parliament House. That's
0: what got up my nose.
6: Well, I said to him, mate, seriously? Hmm. And he said to me, well, just going to have to agree to disagree. This thing is creating division. $170,000 people are raised. When we start raising money like that, the Canadians have raised over $6 million yep we've been having protests in australia for months there's been hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people in our capital cities protesting and the government is doing nothing taking no notice of anything anyone's doing Mm. you know you've really got to ask yourself what is the point by the way if you want truckies to participate in a protest my mate tony fulton tried to start a protest months ago and no one did anything remember it well end of story
0: Made in an industry and world first, Australian heavyweight transport industry groups are investigating dynamic loads on the couplings of HPV and PBS combinations.
6: Yeah, look, it's one of those things I've always sort of thought, well, you know, you look at the pins on the lead trailers and the turntables and all the rest of it, hmm. and you look all the way down the combination and the pins are all the same size and you've got to be thinking that the load on the pin on the last trailer isn't the same as the load on the pin on the front one, is it? Hmm. So you sort of got to wonder about how all these things work. It's about time there was some study done into it. Yeah. Some interesting questions that need to be asked because these things do fail from time to time. We saw an eye pull out of a dolly on the M5 the other day on a milk tanker and thankfully it went up the left-hand side of the road and up the bank and fell over. Mm. Would have been a very different story if it had gone to the right, but that was because the eye pulled out of a bloody A trailer. Yeah. We've got to know what these things are. We've got to know they're safe before we let them out on the road. We have some idea of what's going on, it's about time something like this happened.
0: Absolutely, and mate, here's a story about bridge strikes that for once isn't about Queensland.
6: <laughs> <It> is. but, <laughs> I had a bit of a laugh, I read this, and I all, mate, that's Montague Street, that's Melbourne.
0: Apparently, Melbourne's Montague Street bridge has lost its number one ranking as the most frequently struck bridge in that city
6: yeah, there's a competition, right? Apparently. <laughs> You know, yeah. there was actually a Facebook page for a while that said the Montague Street Bridge hasn't been hit by a truck today, you know, mm. and <laughs> had a number on it, right? Yeah. Napier Street in Footscray has been hit 37 times by heavy vehicles since 2018. Mm. Eight times last year it got hit. Oh, look, I'll tell you what, there was one there, Dining Road, too, that used to get a hammer and the container boys used to regularly give that one a workout.
7: Yeah.
6: It's one of those things, all we can say to you is know your heights, fellas. Yep. How tall are you? It's not that complicated, okay?
0: It is like a competition. It's like, remember those things in the fairs where you had to get a big mallet and hit the thing and then the bell rang at the top? That's right, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like the truck is equivalent to that.
6: <laughs> there's a bit of a clang, though, when you hit the bridge, mate. You sort of come to a sudden bit stop of, and it gets untidy after that. A bit louder than a little bell, yeah. yeah $100,000 a time it costs, I reckon. Mm. They think that there's usually a 45-minute delay to the traffic. Jeez, I don't know about that. just depends on how big the mess is, I suppose.
0: But the 100,000, that'd be damage to the bridge. That's not counting any damage to the truck or the cargo, is it?
6: Well, no. It's not difficult to comprehend that if you hit one of those things with a container and bend the chassis on your truck or tear your bloody turntable up or something. It's going to do some damage. Mm. Now, your heights, fellas. Get the ruler out.
0: Absolutely. Now, mate, in an effort to try and alleviate the truckie shortage in Australia, mm. the National Cabinet has endorsed two major changes, yeah. one of which is to allow Kiwi truckies to use their New Zealand heavy vehicle licence in Australia for up to 12 months before they'll be required to obtain an Aussie licence.
6: Yeah, wonderful, isn't it? Mm. Wonderful how we can just sort of move the goalposts when the need arises. Mm. It always amuses me, this does. This is an old policy that's been re warmed and reheated and it's all because we don't have enough drivers. Now, driver shortages are a significant disappointment and there's been a critical need to set these things straight according to Gary Mann. I've been cracking on about driver licensing and reviews and training and stuff for ages. One of the biggest things that was presented to the Glenn Stirl inquiry was about driver training and licensing issues. Mm. I don't see how we're going to make life any better by making it easier for people to come in here and work. I don't care where you come from. I don't care whether you come from India. I don't care whether you come from America, England, anywhere. If you didn't learn to drive in Australia and you haven't driven in Australia, then I'm sorry, but we're driving commercial vehicles and I don't think that you should be able to drive a commercial vehicle in Australia without at least undergoing some training. And I also don't think you should be able to drive the biggest of our commercial vehicles without having spent some time behind the wheel in something a little bit smaller before you get there. Yep. I don't care what the ATA says because they're wrong in this. Mm -hmm. I don't care what Gary Mahon says because as far as I'm concerned, people need to understand we're talking about lives and these little shortcuts, these little knee-jerk reactions that we seem to do to paper over a problem that exists right now, these are the things that cause problems down the track. Yep. And it's time for that sort of crap to stop. The TWUA said it will write to the Prime Minister and Ausroads to demand consultation to, on licensing changes involves the union and workers have been calling for a carefully thought through evidence-based progression to competency-based licensing for years. Scarily enough, mate, I find myself agreeing with the TWU yet again. Stop it. It's sad, isn't
0: it? (laughs) It is. Well, mate, speaking of the ATA, they're calling for the temporary relaxation of vehicle length laws to help with the chaos caused by the flooding situation across the southern, western and northern regions of the country.
6: Yeah, now it's safe to run triple road trains across from Port Augusta to Perth Hmm. when it could have been done forever Hmm. because you run them from Port Augusta to Darwin. Why can't you run them from Port Augusta to Perth?
0: Seem to have a lot of stories about rules and things being changed because of current events, don't they?
6: Well, you've got to ask yourself, why do we want to change the rules? Would you like to know why? Or maybe I'm just too bloody cynical. Go on. We want to change the rules because the people that they represent are sitting there with their little lobbyists um, we need to change the rules because this is costing us money. This is costing us money.
0: You are a cynic.
6: I am a cynic. They don't give a shit about the drivers. The <laughs> drivers can sit in the DCs and root around with trailers all day long. <laughs> hooking, un- un-hooking, hooking up trailers, backing up the docks, getting loaded and screwed around all day long.
0: Yeah. Fuck
6: it. Just give them another trailer to tow. They'll be right.
0: All right. Put your gun back in the holster and get back on your horse, mate.
6: Will I get back off my soapbox now, will I? <laughs>
1: yes, please.
6: Oh, I'll tell you what, buddy. Sometimes the ATA get it right. Mm. I've got no issue with blokes towing triples across the paddock. Christ, it could have been done ages ago. Yep. But it just shits me that they now decide, because it's expedient to do it, mm. it's a good idea to do it now. Mm. How about sorting out some issues like, oh, I don't know, paying drivers what they're worth instead of this rubbish trip money. Maybe then you wouldn't have a driver shortage. Yeah. Maybe then we wouldn't be given Tiwi drivers bloody driver's licenses to work here for 12 months. I'm going to stop now, mate. (laughs)
0: Fair enough. Well, mate, next one. I'm not even going to try and introduce this one. Don't you? I'll, I'll simply read the headline from this Big rigs piece and I'll let you tell the story, okay? Why not? The headline reads, Truckies risk a $55 fine for being courteous to other road users.
6: That's right. What the? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you know, you drive down the road and we just drop the indicator on just to let you know that it's safe to go past. That's the universal signal. Of course it is. That says, Hop it, way you go.
0: Safe as houses peel off.
6: That's right. That's not legal, and that's 55 bucks. Mm. <laughs> 55 bucks. Now, I would have thought it would make sense. I mean, if someone catches up to me, I'm going to let them around. They're not going to hold me up because they're going to keep going and be out of the road, right? Mm. So, you
7: know,
6: give them a little bit of an indication. We can't talk to them on the radio because they often don't have one. Yeah. In reality, I've never actually heard of anyone getting knocked off for this. In fact, I've even indicated around an unmarked highway truck. <laughs> so... <laughs> Okay. And he gave me the little light, blinky, flashy thing when he pulled back in in front of me too. Uh, And it wasn't the angry lights, it was the... It was
0: his camera going off.
6: Probably was. <laughs> Probably was. Oh, look, I don't know. What can you say, mate?
0: You can understand more if they gave him a $50 fine for hitting their left hand indicator and saying, go and hook up the inside. But...
6: <laughs> well, actually, funnily enough, if you didn't know, hmm. if a truck puts on the left hand indicator, that means A, it's not safe to go past, hmm. or B, there's something right on the fog line. Move over a bit, you're going to run over it. Hmm. That's what that means. Hmm. There are little light flashing signals that we used to use before we had CB radios. I'm showing my age now, right? Hmm. Before you had blokes regularly talking to each other on CBs, they used to flash different lights and it all meant something once upon a time when we had truck drivers.
0: need to have little illuminated signs on the back. You know, those things you used to be able to get for cars that you put in the back window and you could type in the message that you wanted to scroll across it?
6: Yeah. I've actually seen one of those in the back of a car hmm. it had the bird, you know, like a finger.
0: I saw one of them once, but with my eyesight, I nearly ran up the back of them trying to read it.
6: <laughs> <laughs> oh mate, I tell you what, actually there's a Samsung truck getting around with a big screen on the back of it hmm. and you can see through the truck, so you can see what's got cameras on the front of the truck, Yeah. screen on the back, yeah. you can sit behind the truck and see what's going on in front of the truck. Very cool. Oh, Very good.
0: Last but not least, we've got to tidy this up. Nat Road has called on the ATO to urgently clarify the tax deductibility status of rats.
6: Yeah. <laughs> not the furry ones either. No. We're talking about the rapid antigen test.
0: Sorry, I left the word tests off. My apologies.
6: Yeah. No, you, can, so you can't call them rat tests. Hmm. That'd be rapid antigen test test. Well, that's true. It's like bloody, um, what do they call it?
0: ATM machine. Yeah.
6: Yeah, it's ATM machine, machine. Yeah. Anyway, look, the rat. <laughs> I reckon there's going to be fifty million of those sold this year. You know, rats. Mm. Fifty million. Mm. You've got to ask yourselves, really, why, why, why? But anyway,
0: it's because everyone's paranoid, mate, and turning into hypochondriacs. That's why.
6: Don't start me. Well, you've been warned. I know.
0: Almost goes without saying, doesn't it? It does.
6: If you're spending money, if you're incurring a business expense to run your business, mm. then therefore there is a tax deductible component to that basic common sense. Now, if you've got a business, you've got to have these rats to give to your drivers or your staff, then you've got to pay for them. These things have a dollar value attached to them. Mm. You're not getting them for free. Mm. So Therefore, they are a business expense. Mm. They should be tax deductible. The tax department needs to get off their ass and make a statement about it, make sure that they are. According to tax experts, an individual taxpayer may qualify for a tax deduction for a RAT where they are required by their employer to take the test before undertaking work. But we need to have some sort of clarification on what that is.
0: What they're saying, though, is if they give them to staff for free, Mm. then that starts falling under fringe benefits. And the other thing they're saying is that if you take it at home, Mm. then it doesn't count because you're not at work, so it's not a work expense. Mm. So you have to do the test when you're at work. There's so many little loopholes and so many little ifs and buts, it's just crazy.
6: Well, there's always loopholes, mate. You've only got to ask Albo about loopholes. Albo can tell you all about loopholes. Mate, he's pocketed 17 grand for living in his own bloody flat.
0: He's up to his elbows in it, yeah. yeah. There you go.
6: I've got it, mate. My mind is like a steel trap when it comes to this.
0: Yeah, rusty and illegal in five states. That's exactly right. <laughs> yeah.
6: Exactly right.
0: Thought for the week, mate. Yep, hit me. Don't get upset if you fall flat on your face. Be grateful of the fact that you're still moving forward. <laughs> that's right. Hmm. Positive side to everything.
6: No, that's right, mate.
0: Silver lining. That's right.
6: Hmm. I won't fall flat on my face though, mate. Have you seen the size of my guts? Bombshell revelation.
0: <laughs> Keep bouncing for a while.
6: <laughs> <laughs> They're starting to call me beachy.
0: Uh, there you go.
6: And there you Good on you, mate. All right, bud. Catch you. See ya.
0: On The Road News is brought to you by Big Rings, Australia's national road transport newspaper.
3: G'day guys, it's Tone from Tone's Trucking Stories here and TruckWiz. And you can now listen to the On the Road podcast on the Australian Big Rig Road Show via the TruckWiz app. Download it from the App Store right now.
6: Just a quick word about our sponsors go to our webpage www.ontheroadpodcast.com.au you can see who the friends of the show are and if their products are something that you're interested in or something that you may need please support them because they support us and they bring our show to you something to talk about and have I got something to talk about let's have a little bit of a look at what's happened this week to one of our colleagues a female colleague not that it makes that much difference but she's pulled up at the shell at Gunnedah and gone to go inside and have a shower and have a feed you know generally sort herself out as we all like to do when we're on the road and for some reason or another the person there at the shell at Gunnedah has decided that she's not a truck driver and we're going to knock her back and she's not going to get a shower key. And that's that. So there was a little bit of to and fro. Now, I don't know what happened. I wasn't there. I don't know how the whole party went down. But the short story was she ended up leaving without getting a shower, without getting a feed and without getting access to the human amenities that we all expect to have. Two years this sort of rubbish has been going on. We haven't been able to get access to something. Now, the Shell at has got form. They've been named before. They've come to the attention of Senator Stirl with his project to sort out some of the nation's substandard rest stop amenities. And they've knocked drivers back before too, not giving them access to a shower and a toilet and things. I've got to say, in all honesty, I've never actually frequented the Shell at But you all know that I'm one of these people that like to vote with my wallet. I won't go anywhere where I don't get good service or don't get a good feed or if I get treated like crap, you won't see me back. Simple as that. It looks to me like the shell at Gunnadar is one of those places I won't even need to bother pulling up at and going in. I'm not going to support a place that doesn't support our industry just like I don't support the BP at Balada because they treated me badly and I've spent thousands there over the years and I won't go back. So do you want to go to the shell at gunnadar and be treated like crap? Up to you. But I think denying anyone access to a shower and toilet, male or female, that's not a winner. Anyway, that's something to talk about, something to think about. Have a great day, have a great week. We'll catch up with you later.
0: Old mate Croaky made a comment about one of Mike's trucking videos on Twitter. Bombshell revelation. And requested we play some Richard Clapton on the show. Just to keep you happy, Croaky, at your request is I am an island. That's our show for this week. Thanks for coming along for the ride. On the Road is proudly brought to you by NTI, Australia's leading transport and logistics insurer. Be sure to join us again next week when Mike says... You
6: could be sitting there in your underpants if you wanted to be.
0: And he says... Eddie, no, I'm not. <laughs> and our guest says... <laughs> Until we catch up with you again next week, play nice with each other and most of all, stay safe out there. Bye for now. The team here at On The Road believe in the right to free speech and whilst we might not always be in agreement with the views of our guests and contributors, we support their right to hold and express those opinions.